as we've seen, though, it don't matter. Patreon will shut you down. You know, your banks will say that, oh, my God, you're a crazy lunatic misinformation conspiracy person. They're going to shut your accounts down. Like, obviously, we're not at that level. But I don't know. I don't trust like all these algorithms. They can tell when you say different words. So all of a sudden I say this stuff and I get put on a list and then I'm yeah, just watched. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and that's not crazy talk anymore. Like people that used to be crazy talk, but it's happened. And it's been happening for like 20 years. Uh, no, a point I, I want to make up. I heard someone say something that like, they're not going to, Rogan has totally disrupted the system with, you know, he started grass. He started literally doing what we're doing right now, but. I don't know, 12, 15 years ago, whenever it started of a podcast that was, he wasn't making any money. Friends and family thought he was kind of stupid for doing. And then it turned into this thing. And I forget who said it, but they said the, the big tech, the people like, they're not going to let anyone get to Rogan's success ever again, because with the control of the algorithms and things like that is I think it could still happen, but it's going to be so much harder because now they know there's a, there, there was never a Rogan play in the playbook before. And so you didn't have a defense for it because it didn't exist. And so now that it exists, they're going to, I'm sure there's someone in some room, whether it be government or Google or Twitter, whatever, that's saying, okay. So how do we recognize the next Rogan and how do we stop it? You know, like that, maybe that's conspiratorial, but I would be shocked if that wasn't happening. Here's the crazy part is too. I think this is how he snuck his way up to this level. Cause like you said, right now, I totally respect um, what he did with the whole last two years, but Rogan was always like a gatekeeper. He'd give you pieces of it and whatnot. And okay. He'd have Alex Jones on, but he'd always hold them back. Like, to me, I remember listening to Rogan way back in the day when he was talking about Atlantis and all that crazy stuff and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And it seemed like when he got really, when he first started, like, okay, this dude is the man of podcasting. Like, he's getting millions of views on YouTube. It seemed like he was, like, a gatekeeper. He'd have some cool opinions on, but it, it would always, like, stop before you get to the Epstein Island, right? It would always kind of, like, stop. And then I thought, okay, he's controlled. Know what I mean, like I thought, okay, someone's in his ear saying, okay, hey, you can have fun stuff, but a gatekeeper is what they call it, right? But then the last two years, like he was definitely the voice of uh, of what we're talking about. But I don't know. I hope. Yeah, he, he was, he they were like, through. okay, we'll we'll let you talk about aliens. We'll let you talk about UFOs. Like talk about Atlantis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get all, but then don't get into this certain topic. And bro, I thought the same thing after he signed with Spotify. Um, I was like, yo, this dude changed because he's worried about, you know, I don't know, maybe the, I don't listen to every episode. I mainly listen for the guest, not him. And, but I just remember thinking, damn, that Spotify, this money changed him, man. And then boy, was I wrong because I think he signed the Spotify deal like a little bit before the last, like three years ago, maybe dude, the last two years are a blur, but, um, then all of a sudden he came out and said something and I was like, oh, okay. Spotify is not controlling him now. <laughs> it's crazy. So I think around uh, for sure before a thousand episodes is when I used to listen to him. Like when he had okay. uh, Graham yeah. Hancock on and like all that kind of stuff. And I stopped listening to him 
like in 2015, you know what I mean? And then I started listening to him again when this stuff started happening. Like uh, when he got on Spotify and when he started talking about all this, like, you know, what is really going on here? I'm like, oh my God, this is like, this is crazy. Rogan's saying this stuff and whatnot. But I thought he sold out way before that. And I thought he was just gatekeeping, like we said, like, you know, talk about the aliens, talk about the goofy stuff, but don't say anything too wicked. Yeah, interesting, interesting. And at the end of the day, I think the thing that, whether it be the media right now or just people in general, don't understand is I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, mainly comedian podcasts, because those are like, I'm listening to have fun for the most part. But you hear some of these guys talk, and they really don't have a fucking clue what they're talking, especially comedians are kind of paid to talk shit. And so some are educated and have an idea of what's going on. And I'm not saying I'm super educated and have a t- huge idea what's going on. But it's hilarious to me when I hear like Andrew Schultz or somebody like try and really sound like world informed and all these things and say something about like Finland or, you know, places I've lived. And I'm like, bro, you are just trying to regurgitate something you heard. And even a guy like Rogan, who has talked to a ton of people that are experts in their field is at the end of the day, we're all just guys. And so to take what anyone says as gospel or the word is so dumb in my opinion and and understanding that we're all just talking from our own perspective and experience and so to put some extreme value on all of this stuff and on one single person is just insane to me like the amount of power that the media is giving Rogan right now by saying he's single-handedly spreading all this mis- misinformation and stuff is I think completely counterintuitive to really what they want to do is they're really giving him more power by saying he has all this power because they could flip it the other way and say, ah, he's just a guy take what he says with a grain of salt and move on. And uh, I don't know. It's just, that's this something is, that comes uh, up. Obviously I'm not in his position and I have no idea what the hell he's going through, but this is why I thought he should have doubled down get ditched by Spotify, um, still get the money. I bet they had a concrete um, uh, uh, contract. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way Rogan was going to jump ship without saying, like, if anything happens, I'm still getting the $100 million or whatever, and then do his <laughs> yeah. own platform. He should have done that. I think a lot of people would have came. Obviously not as much, but, I mean, he already had $100 million. I mean, if you have $100 yeah, I mean, million, then just keep doing it for the people. But the point I want to make, talking about – comedians and this is what's scary is if they cancel him get him out you know he's a comedian right is the comedy has been like the last resort of truth because you can say it and people will laugh like uh there's a great thing about uh dave Chappelle. i think it was this first special after he came back from the whole africa thing and this was genius and people got to watch this it's about iceberg slim uh the famous pimp and that's a great book it's called pimp the story of my life and this dude is like a genius, right? And there's so much From like vagabonding that, to pimping. I love yeah. your I love your book collection. <laughs> it is insane, dude. You need to you need to um read this book or do the audio book because it'll blow your mind. But it was about basically how he made this girl that was his bottom B word, um, like your top hoe, right? Who keeps other ones in line that brings in the most money. She was ready to like retire, basically. 
and how he set up uh, uh, a situation for her with a trick who was his friend. And uh, they were doing, they were in like a hotel room. And then I think he like sniffed some white power, powder and it was like sugar or some shit, right? And he had a heart attack, right? And so the, the, the girl, you know, his bottom girl, this is his, her last thing she's going to do for him. And then she's going to go off, you know, and be free, called Iceberg, like, hey, oh my God, he's dying. Like, and he's like, relax, calm down. I'm coming over right now. He comes over, you know, he takes care of the, the dead body in quotation marks. And he's uh-huh. like, hey, like, this is going to cost us money here. I need you to start tricking again, you know, for the next five years. And she's like, oh my God, I just don't want to go to prison. I'll do anything for you, daddy. Like, thank you for saving me. And he totally set up the whole situation, correct? And what Chappelle was saying, he was relating this to the industry and why he left to Africa. They're going to give him like $50 million for season three of of the Chappelle show. But um, they were coming to save him, right? But they had set up like uh, they they, um, dismantled a couple of his deals he had before and Comedy Central is going to be his savior. But, you know, in the background, they were fucking him, right? But no, just come back here, babe. We're going to just do one more season. We're going to save you. People, you got to watch this because it talks about like the industry and and what that messed up stuff they're doing and how similar it is to pimping, right? And uh, my whole point about this was um, how he basically uh, talked about um, Weinstein, Hollywood, the entertainment industry with this uh, uh, story he did about how they pimp out people, how they manipulate them, how they do all these crazy things to them. And he was able to do it through comedy, right? Because this is before Epstein or before Weinstein, before all the Me Too stuff. He basically, and everyone's laughing, right? They're like, oh, and, and uh, you know, it's a joke, right? He's a comedian. But if you actually like look into the story, you're like, oh my God, this is what he's talking about, right? But he can say it because it's a joke and he's a comedian. Yeah, no, man, it's, there's there's some w- weird stuff. And with comedy, the one thing, I, I guess I keep going back to it, but we're talking about comedians, is with Rogan. I've, it's been cool to see all the comedians, for the most part, like when someone messes up in a situation like that, no one comes to their rescue. Like I remember Dalia got accused of like texting with a 17-year-old girl or whatever. And literally next episode, all his homies in the comedy world were like, well, I, I didn't really know him that well. And I, I had no clue this was going on and you know, totally like absolving themselves from it it's been the opposite with Rogan where every, you know, for the most part, and it's been a cool thing to see because you kind of see who's a bootlicker and then who's also like thinks, ah, fuck the system, you know, in, in a lack of a better words. And I, man, I still hope deep down that Spotify does cancel him because it'll be kind of like two step or one step back for two steps forward. I think for free speech, because that'll be, terrible that they do it for the concept of free speech but then if he then creates his own thing or joins with someone who's committed to it it'll ultimately be a better thing like down the road and and i mean to a certain degree like Chappelle, rogan some of these guys i don't think at this point in their career are cancelable like if if you don't as long as, like you said, as long as you don't apologize, and that's why I said he's on the ropes right now because he's like kind of apologizing, you know, he's ducking and diving, kind of apologizing, then it's really hard to cancel you. And so uh, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. A couple of things. Um, 
it was funny because we're talking about you're saying who's coming to rescue and who's backing him up. And before the comedians would be like, Oh, I don't know him. And remember Weinstein, he's got photos with everyone. Everyone was his best friend, Harvey Weinstein. And then when it came out, Oh, I never knew he was, you know, yeah. raping yeah. every, every actress that he worked with yeah. and doing all this crazy stuff. Yeah, you did. You fr- they're all yeah. liars. Right. Sure. Um, I disagree with your point though, about um, if he gets totally canceled, like hopefully it's just Spotify, but um, you have to first of all have a different mindset to be able to fight all this stuff and keep going and not just quit with your hundred million dollars. But I look at sure. Trump, bro. They took him out, and people, you know, there's that. What's that word that uh, where if you try to ban something, it only gets more popular, right? There's that. Uh, mm. There's a word for it, like. I don't know. I'm I'm only on. I only play the five five letter words of Wordle right now, yeah. so I don't know it. <laughs> there's a word for it, but dude. They, they did it to a sitting president. And I mean, I don't hear much from the Trump story anymore. I don't really pay attention to politics, but I mean, if they can do well, it. He's also, the- he's also banned from Twitter and, you know, but you can see, hear from they took the everything. ISIS. <laughs> they took everything. And this is what yeah, I'm saying. I think yeah. they, they've gotten to that point now, like with the social, because, you know, before they had like uh, the TV, right? So they could easily cancel people or, you know, or you're just not coming on TV anymore, right? And uh, but now the social media was kind of wild, wild west for the last, you know, 20 years. But now it's gotten to the point where there's like five companies that run everything and they, they're going to work together to for the, the public good in quotation marks. And that's what's worrisome. And Rogan, if he's already apologizing, dude, you got 100 million. You got a family like just hang the cleats up. Hopefully someone else takes the reign. But I don't know if he can last a, a ban. Uh, yeah, although I don't know if he like. The whole, it's a great thing. He's a comedian slash UFC kind of guy because that fighting instinct is kind of in him. And so I just, I couldn't imagine him like folding, even if he wanted to, to a degree, because it would be in a way admitting defeat for him. And I get the impression from listening to him. That's not really his style. I hope, I, I hear what you're saying. I just hope that's not the case because that would be uh, that would be tragic i think not like from a oh rogan but for a a free speech like big picture kind of thing and i, I would hope it would get the the public and people like me and you to be like okay we're going to take over for rogan and we're not going to put up with this but as we saw with the epstein thing i think the public just moves on and the people oh, totally. that go against the grain get shot down. And like uh, how I found freedom, Mr. Harry Brown said, if you're going to do stuff like this, do it on your own. Because if yes. you start gaining groups or put yourself out uh, ahead of it, they're going to come attacking on you. I mean, so, yeah, I don't want to be the, the pessimistic person, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah, well, let's you, – you got another topic. Let's move on before we start crying here. <laughs> But like we saw, like we're talking about the traveling thing. There's always a way around things. And you just got to be able to pay the price. That's what we talk about all the time. So we're talking about this stuff. And Mossad, it's, uh, if anyone doesn't know, that's Israel's like CIA. If they say, oh, hey, we heard uh, I get an email. Like, oh, what you talking about? <laughs> oh, dude, a great thing. I got to get moving. Bro, I would though, be but... hyped if I got an email from Mossad. I'd be like, damn, you guys care about me that much. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'd send it to my no, Exactly, too. Exactly. To like going back to where we talked about the setup and just starting things like 
no one really gives a fuck about you until you reach like a like a big time level. Only people that care about you are your supporters, right? And then the haters come around like 500, a million subscribers. So I mean, obviously we're we're talking in delusional terms, whatnot. But you gotta Dude, watch I got this. My first, I got my first hate comment the other day on like on one of my videos. Well, I mean, like I get a lot of hate comments on TikTok because I'm talking shit about Finnish people, but on YouTube. You know, I had, I forget what it, I had used the, the term like unintended ignorance or something. And someone commented like the phrase unintended ignorance has never been used so ironically. And I was like, like normally on YouTube, all my comments are positive from like people that fuck with me. I very rarely ever get a negative one. And I was like, I was hyped on that negative one. Cause I was like, that's how I know I might be gaining a little bit of traction. Like someone's talking shit. That's great. <laughs> no, it's a hundred percent true, dude. It's trippy. Like that's when you know you're actually you're moving up. Like uh, there's that what was that fifty cent quote or one of those Instagram motivational things. If you, if you got no haters, you're not doing something, right? Yeah, is that yeah. what it is? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it sounds better than how they say it, but yeah, basically. <laughs> But dude, I was talking about Mossad, and uh, it's reminding me of um, the Tinder swindler. You need to watch this on Netflix. I Bro, bet it's I've, blow, I've blow watched up. almost all. I fell asleep like three quarters of the way through. I I fell asleep once it really starts getting sad with that one girl. <laughs> I hate to be the um, the the spoiler person, so if you don't turn it off, no, if you don't want to hear this. I I I I know what happens. <laughs> this dude got 15 months for forged passport. Not for any of this fraud, not for any of the scamming, because they say, okay, well, he did it in so many different places. They have to all work together, and it's too hard of a case. But So he got 15 months. He gets sent to Israel, right, because they don't extradite any of their citizens. And uh, he got out with five months, and now he's with models again. He's living how he wants to live. He's got the supercars, all this different Israeli? stuff. Yeah, he's Israeli. Okay, yeah. okay. I didn't And I, damn. my conspiracy thing is he's 100% a Mossad agent. I mean, there's no way you get out of all that kind of crap to five months and then you're back at doing everything unless you're like a mad, mad scamming genius, like better than catch me if you can guy. But that story is crazy, bro. Cause like, it's funny though. Like there's, there's gotta be blame for how stupid some people are. And uh, it's funny cause it's usually the dudes getting screwed and like, yeah, yeah. And uh, paying for meals and whatnot. And then also like dudes have fake accounts with girls and they get guys to do stupid shit. But, um, you know, he, he was pretty smart though, dude. He, he, he had the game set down. Like he knew exactly what he was doing, talking to so many different girls. Like it was crazy. Everyone's got to watch that. I would, I would, I want to just know how he started because it's once you get to a point where, you got the private jet or, you know, you're flying around and staying in all the hotels that he is. It makes it's easy. Well, I don't want to say it's easy, but it's easy then to keep this thing running where you can ask the girl like, Hey, wire me 30 grand because I need it for this and that. But to get to that point is what I was curious about because while, like you said, that something can be said about like, people being stupid and gullible and all that stuff. But if you were a chick that this dude, you know, I mean, and then it's not like you've only talked to him online. You've seen him. You've seen how he works. You've, you know, spent a weekend with him at the hottest club or, you know, at the best hotel. It's not 
it's not a complete delusion. It is a delusion, but it's a real. And so I, I understand how it's a little bit different than like the 90 day fiance kind of stuff, but <laughs> it's, I, I, I get it. Dude, he was a master persuader and he would, you know, get him on the private jet and pay for everything. So they have in their head, okay, he's a billionaire. He's my friend. And then, you know, like in a month, he's got them to fall in love with him. He's saying all this good stuff. And so I, I definitely can see, see that, but um, yeah, that is trippy. Like the psychology the, the behind ex, that. And, the ex-wife with the mother, the mother and yeah. the kid on the flight and like, like, Bro, there's so many levels to that. Get the bodyguard who then they send the same little like picture in the ambulance thing. Like there is such a game to it that it's impressive in a way, you know, like it's fucked up, but it's impressive. Yeah, I had a point too. Okay, you're talking about how he got to that point. Um, so George, uh, the co-host, he loves or he used to love uh, the blue check mark tried to okay. uh, get those interviews for the social proof. And, you know, he was really into that for a while. And so we kind of got like, uh, you know, we've had a handful of them on and uh, it was trippy. Like once you start digging in to a lot of these people, I think there's one that uh, I mean, millions of followers, you know, thousands, millions of views or hundreds of thousands of views on their video, all these likes, all that stuff. Once you start digging in, this dude was totally fake. Everything was bought and paid for. All the comments were like, you know, like, oh, like they, they wouldn't mesh with the video or they wouldn't mesh with the photo, right? There are those bot comments or whatnot. And first of all, I'm impressed that he did it because he leveraged it into actually making money and, and doing certain things. But the social media shit is so fake, dude. It is so easy to put this public persona up to make people believe in all these different things. And when, like on the back end, when we were doing it with these blue checkmark people, it, it, it trips you out. If you do, here's the thing. A lot of people, they look at the surface, right? Oh my God, blue check mark. Okay. I see the likes, they validate it. They don't go past like any sort of surface level. And once you just kind of go into it, okay, check out the website, check out like, okay, let's Google him. And oh, these are bought for articles. You know, there's this fake websites that say Fox 10 news or something like that. Right. Or Fox from Miami. Like it, it's totally a fake website, but you can get people, you pay people and they do up a crazy article yeah, about you. Yeah. Yeah. And you look past the surface for a lot of these people are just total frauds. It's crazy. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's, I knew, I knew that probably had to happen and you get, I get the email or the direct message probably once or twice a week of, yeah, we'll get your followers up or, you know, get you verified or whatever. And it's like, well, delete that. And it's, in one way, I respect the people's hustles that are making their lives work based off that blue check. But man, that's got to be a weird, I don't know how they're feeling on the inside, you know? Yeah, I mean, like the Tinder swindler, he photoshopped a, a copy of a photo of uh, the King of Diamonds, like who his dad was supposedly. And he put himself in the photo with the dad and the mother. Uh, I mean, this is... But the fake article stuff, like people look into some people that you're like, okay, you have millions of followers, but I've never heard of your name, right? You're not a celebrity. You're not this. And you, you Google their name, and you'll see all these articles and look at like the name of the website and then go look at other articles. And it is so funny, like reading the article and it's written by someone that, you know, in India for $5 and it's fake. 
a ton of this stuff is just totally fake and you can create this public persona and, and uh, there's a thing called um, killing kittens. Uh, it was a Netflix documentary. I think that's what it is about uh, a similar situation where this kid literally created a, like a, a totally different uh, persona on the internet about how he was a model and how he was like traveling in Russia this day and all this fake stuff. And cause this kid got caught on video, like killing a cat and these, these cat lovers like decided to go after him. And then they looked into him about what he was doing, how he was scamming. And it was crazy, bro. Like you can do anything on this internet. Like don't believe anything. Like I try not to believe anything, but it's so hard. Like you see it, you see this, this, this thing right on the surface and it's easy to just swipe and go to the next thing. But if you dig a little into it, a lot of it's just fake. I don't know how those people do it, man. I, I feel phony sometimes running my own brand podcast, everything living for a living. If I have a bad week and I feel like, you know, I'm not being adventurous or something, I'm not living up to my, even though I'm living how I want to, like, I couldn't imagine what some of these people feel where their entire online life and in a essence, entire life in general is just fucking fake. That's, that's wild. But what is the difference between a lot of people do a lot of people put on their best face, they dress a certain way, they say certain things like these people are just doing it to a whole nother level. And like, after I found out about the one guy I'm talking about, I'm like, damn, bro, that is impressive. Like, for sure. And it, here's the thing, too. He's, he's just clowning people that are obsessed with the check mark and the follower count. Right. True. Like, it's them, too. Like, I mean, he's playing the game and he's doing it better than, I mean, many people without having the experience or credentials to back it up. Like, he, he is taking advantage of the situation and how people, their psychology is. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know anyone like that or haven't like ran into anyone like that, but I know this one guy who he's played uh American football abroad and dude, and I I lived with him my first year in Portugal and I've never seen a dude take social media like his job more than ever. And nice guy like completely naive and and stuff but has totally like hustled his way into playing football abroad like in second divisions in all these different countries and stuff that, and I think I guy that blew trainer. up with the reels I think I know uh, there's a no 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 this guy like he he doesn't all, all his stuff technically is like I think kind of real he has like I don't know like I almost feel bad kind of talking shit about him because he's a really nice guy, but just like 90,000 followers or something. And just, but I mean, when he was on his phone all day, when I say he's on his phone all day, every day, all day, every day, and would like go, we'd go in the gym and he'd like take a video of the gym, like grinding. And then he'd just be on the bike for like 20 minutes and then go home. And I was just like this whole, then personal training like he, he i gotta admit he's like a master hustler in a way because he has leveraged himself so crazy personal training coaching public speaking playing all kind of off this like has a documentary all these things that when you really know him you're like wait what like <laughs> really 
Dude, but it's worked out for him. I guarantee he's leveraged that to, to be the man at a club one night, maybe get free hotel stays. I know um, travel bloggers and stuff that have like, they, they get free things. You know what I mean? Oh, you have so many followers. Just post this on your story. Like say one thing about us, right? Even if the followers and all that stuff is fake. And then for girls, dude, oh my God. Oh. I guarantee he does just fine off Instagram. Like he t- does the hashtag or finds a location you're going to. You know, goes through the photos of the and just starts DMing all these girls, and they see a blue check mark or they see ninety thousand. You know, he's got yeah. twenty dates lined up. Like, so yeah. it worked out. Yeah, it would be tough living that way. Yeah, but dude, I mean, it is amazing the the psychology and the persuasion behind it, and how important social status and social proof is. And Instagram is the number one thing for it. Like, it's straight up, yo, this is who I am. If you have ninety thousand, you must be somebody. You must have done something, right? For sure. No, and on that, dude, you. You just made me think of something when you said the travel blogger thing. One of my good buddies that I met while traveling was a travel blogger. And he kind of pulled the curtain back for me a little bit and was like, you know, I got to write this article on, I don't know, I don't, so and somewhere. I was, he's like, but bro, I've never been there. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah. So he's like, a lot of the travel blogs you read, and like recommendations for what you should do in this place and that place. The person who's writing them has never even been there. They're just all piggybacking off of each other. And it makes sense because then you read a couple blogs for whatever location you're looking up. They're all going to kind of say the same thing, but in different words and a different format and different order. And so that just like blew my mind was he's like, yeah, I got to write this article on this location pretending i'm there but i'm not really there and i was like holy shit dude yeah i mean the one thing that would be tough about that is uh or the travel blogging is not being able to enjoy the traveling either because a lot of the time you gotta get a lot of videos you know you have your phone with you then you're you're not really engulfed in it you go to certain recommendations only to um you know take notes and and do all that like i don't think you really get to enjoy it the experience but then again i mean you get to write off all the expenses you're usually yeah. getting paid uh you have free hotel um so it's a balance to it but yeah it's it's never like you see all these travel accounts to it it's never like that like it's always perfectly set up like you're talking about the van life right you have yeah, these right. people that it, it makes it look like it's the most magical thing in the world but okay I can't find any parking spot next to the beach. I don't know. My, my van is a total disaster. It's a mess. You know, I have this problem. I have that problem. Like <laughs> Instagram is just so fake. It's so cliche to say, but I think for our, for sure, our subconscious um, cannot tell the difference. So yeah, no. even me and you are talking about right now, even if we go on our Instagram right now and we're like, okay, this is fake subconsciously. It's not bro. It's in our head. Like, damn, I need to go to the mafia coast again. Like this looks so pretty. Like, not remembering like the bus ride I had to take to get there, the annoying girl I was with, like how shitty the beach was. It was full of, it was, there's no sand. The drinks were super expensive, but no, this this video, God, I miss it. Like in my subconscious, right? Totally, totally, man. No, that's, I think like you said, you can have it in mind that it's, it's a highlight reel at the end of the day. I mean, shit, that's what they're pushing now is reels. And that comes from highlight reel. And so just keeping that in mind with everything. And I think that's a big reason why TikTok's starting to kind of blow up now is because while TikTok still has that 
uh, highlight realness to it. There's just a lot more uh, realness than also to it where, you know, before on Instagram and YouTube, you need to be super well-produced, shot with a really good camera, all these things to blow up for the most part. And TikTok, it's like, Normally, the more produced and and thought out it is, the worse it does, you know, unless it follows the format. It's like it's almost going backwards with social media in regards to getting back to some more realness, I feel like, in that way. Yeah, it's kind of cool, but also kind of messed up because now you got people on here saying reckless stuff and getting total validation from other crazy people. And that, that's a slippery slope. Like I know somebody that posted something that just made her look so stupid to the people that know her in the real world. Right. Right. And it's right. going to probably hurt her for a lot of future things, but thousands of people validated her on a TikTok, Right. It's, just, it's the same thing with all these, you know, weird uh, kinks fetishes. Right. So 20 years ago, you know, you, you probably thought you were crazy and weird and you would kind of not tell everyone, but now you can relate to a, you know, a hundred thousand people online about some, you know, you like fucking horses or something, right? Like, cause people are weird. So it's, it's good that you can have these communities and whatnot, but also like, I think it's pushing people to be crazier and more personal and more psycho. Like, here's a crazy thing, dude, like TikTok in China. This is what I heard at 10 o'clock. It shuts off. Um, right. The only things that are promoted are like someone playing the clarinet or athletes yeah. or healthy lifestyle. And you look at America, bro, the stuff that's promoted is what you're talking about is these 15 year olds in their room that are, you know, have no idea what they're talking about saying just reckless things that, you know, we all did stupid shit when we were young. Right. And it wasn't recorded. And now it's recorded. Like, Thank you don't think God. that's going to affect you like later in life? Or do you think you're going to in five years realize like, wait, I was just young, dumb, and I, I didn't like fucking horses. I just said it to be unique or whatnot. But this is what's pushed in America. It's I don't crazy. know, man. I think I think if you like fucking horses, I think that's a lifetime lifetime thing, bro. So, <laughs> but no, I totally agree, bro. It's it's uh, <laughs> it it's interesting, and it's we we say America, but it's the whole Western world because it's it's Europe included in all of that too because it's the same. Same shit here. Actually, I'm going to talk about it tomorrow on my podcast is I'll scroll through because I'll do TikTok live every now and then just to basically like it helps boost the algorithm for that and kind of connect with some people. And I'm just a normal guy on there who literally talks to the person commenting on the stuff like they're a friend. And But then I'll every now and then scroll through all the live feeds that are going on. And that's a point I'm going to make on my podcast tomorrow is, bro, there is some insanity on there. But I just realized I've made like 10 bucks off of lives. And so I was like, and I at most have like 20 people in it. And so I'm thinking, holy shit, some of these crazy people have a thousand, two thousand. You know, I saw one the other day that was this girl who the like the text above her said like, I'm, I'm too poor. I can't afford any food. My girlfriend and I work all day and we can't afford. And the, the camera is her with the background, kind of like me with all the cabinets open and there's food in the cabinets. And so like people are commenting, you know, like, well, you could make a meal out of that. 
And I mean, she's just like the ultimate victimhood person of, well, not all of us have privilege to do. And it's just like, what? And there was, I think, 1,200 people in the live. And so even if 1% is giving her $1, like she made probably 100 bucks in that hour. And I'm just thinking, what the, you know, there's, and then there'll be people just sitting there with like a bowl of like, live insects pretending to eat it and if i get to a certain amount i'll eat it and it's like what and there's literally thousands of people in this fucking live and it's like what are we doing right now here's a conspiracy it's trying to subvert the culture and um amplify the crazy and i mean that's what that's what it's doing like why would china cut off at 10 o'clock why would china only promote the good stuff and in the west everything is bad they're promoting like they're literally trying to, I mean, that makes sense though, dude. If you go, if you're 15, you have these crazy ideas and you don't know much about anything and you get in these communities that are, that are um, saying these crazy ideas are good. Like it's just going to make these people go fucking nuts. It's the same thing with um, a white supremacist and 4chan. Cause I spent a lot of time on 4chan since like 2010. Right. And that's a stopping ground for creating uh, uh, Nazis and, and white supremacists. That's, there's a lot of people yeah. on there that use those channels that are anonymous to get young, um, uh, agreeable, or what's that word where you can- like Moldable. Something. Moldable, yeah. yeah. Minds to, to go down these paths and you go down these crazy rabbit holes. And uh, dude, it is crazy. No, I, I see it. I, I can't believe that one of the hot things also is people put their positions of everything uh pro abortion or pro choice and blm and uh the shot works and you know all these things and then debate me and it's someone who has no clue what they're talking about debating with another person from the other side that has no clue what they're talking about and there's 500 people in there watching and listening to it which scares me because all 500 of those people along with the two people arguing think i'm helping and i'm getting better right now and it's like holy shit we're just we're multiplying stupidity in that way and that it scares me because like i said i'll do the lives and i'm like am i in the same box as all these other fucking idiots <laughs> dude, dude i heard this somewhere and it tripped me out it was like i think 94% of people are lurkers, five, or, um, 5% are somewhat engagers, so the people that leave comments, right? And 1% are the creators, right? But to be that 1% that the people that are creating, like me and you right now, there's something not necessarily, we don't go with like a societal narrative or we're, we're different, right? Some, uh-huh. I mean, we're crazy. Like, why are we putting ourselves out here? So the people that you know, the lurkers, that's all they see, right? You know, 94% of them that are probably, you know, normal society or, or living normal life, um, you know, are seeing these 1% who are definitely off. Like there's something different with them, whatever it's, it's narcissistic, sure. whether it's crazy, whether, you know, they have delusional confidence or whatnot. So these people are like all they're seeing, right? We go back to the conscious subconscious thing, like about, you can't really tell the difference and they're taking everything we say you know, like it'll be stuck in their head and like Rogan regurgitates the people he taught or that one comedian you said regurgitates what he heard about in Finland. Right. Yeah. And there's only a little small portion that are the the, the engagers. Right. But 
that is trippy. When I heard that, I was like, oh my God, like, I don't know if my point made sense, but. No, no, no. I, I never thought about it. I've never heard that, but it, it does make sense with the amount of people that just, there's like some weird voyeurism thing and not necessarily like sexually that goes on nowadays that people just were like really nosy and want to kind of it's like having gossip without having to gossip in a way so no i i noticed that too of of even just when i post my podcast and it doesn't you know whatever the amount of views it gets and i'll i, I know that there's more people that are watching it that aren't engaging with it. And it's just like, what, how, you know, sometimes I get in my own head. I'm like, why the fuck won't someone comment and say something? If I, you know, ask them, Hey, can you comment? And, you know, I start thinking, it's just like, well, they're just part of that 95% lurking crew that they just want to watch. And they necessarily don't want anyone to know, even the person making it to know that they're watching it. So yeah. here's the point. Here's the point. The point is the people that are off that are creating content, like there's the, the normal people that are, are lurking and there's those kind of different, like the haters or the, the supporters that are they're the engagers. Right. But that 1% is like a minority type people as in we see with Twitter, right? Twitter is fucking crazy, but 99% of the people, if you look at Twitter, you think the world is going crazy or you think this topic is what everyone cares about. Like LGBTQ too, like, what is it? Less than 1% of the population in the world is this, but it's the, everyone thinks this is like the main topic of concern. Right. And that, yeah, that's the point. too. Is, <laughs> yeah. So like the lurkers are starting to think like, you know, Oh, this is like actually what matters, but no, it's just these weirdos that are the 1% creating the content. You know what I mean? So that, that was like kind of the trippy point I was trying to make. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. No, the, LGBTQ or non, I I'm, I bet that makes up a higher percentage than 1%, but it's like the, the transgender non-binary stuff I think is around 1%, but the amount of controversy that it gets and things that we need to change the rules for. And I mean, some of the rules I'm kind of okay changing, but like you would think that it's 35% of the population, which it, it isn't, and it but it gets the coverage like it is, or or a hundred percent. And it, it but it just goes with the the flow of getting clicks and getting ad revenue, and that's the name of the game is dollar dollar bill, y'all. <laughs> All right, I gotta get to a meeting here, but another good conversation with you. I'm telling you, we gotta do this more often. We have uh, good engaging conversations, and it's nice because we live very, very similar lifestyles. And um, I think our perspective is unique, but like we said, don't just take it as gospel because we're part of that 1% that's a little off. So if For something sure. inspires you or makes you think different, that is wonderful. But yeah, another great conversation, Mr. Bradley. You got practice tonight too? Appreciate you, brother. Yes, I do. Going to head up there, get a quick lift in and damn, it's already one. So, yep, I'll be up there in a couple hours and go slang the rock around and what, when's your guys' first game? Sorry to say think, bye uh, and ask another question like my mom does, but um. I think um, um, first week of uh, April. Okay, okay, we're I think second weekend of May. So you got out there. You got that out there pretty early too. 
Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the weather's not the, the greatest, but I like that because I don't really throw the ball around in the off season, so it takes me like yeah. two weeks to to get flowing again. So I'm glad to be here about two months before, so everything will be rolling by the first week. Dude, some imports get like the the week before. I couldn't imagine that, especially as a quarterback. That's Bananas. No, that that's a recipe for disaster. No, no. Next time we talk, bro. After we, yeah, we should talk, and then we can do a a Polish uh, Polish kind of episode because you know I was in that league for two years and shit. Białystok beat me. They beat me twice. They have, I think, I've lost to them two times, and I've lost to Wrocław three times, and that's like toot my own horn here that's like 70 or 80 percent of my losses in europe so i, I know that i know that team pretty well what team did you play for uh gdynia seahawks they're no longer oh, they there. canceled but i heard that city's amazing i want to see that city bro go there go there in the summer that's the miami of poland that's the florianopolis of poland <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right man great to see you we'll be in touch ciao all righty brother take care much love